who's the sleeper starter for the Lions this week? Who put a voodoo spell on the Saints offense? And who are the guys that will help you ascend up the FFPC championship round in week 15? Plus, the FFPC main event overall leader, Brett Enclade, joins us to talk about his start sits as he tries to stay on top for two more weeks. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. We run a brand with a structure for number one commitment. It's all a joke between Monk and Dragons and Carpenter. Thanks a lot, Rob. Greetings and salutations, all you Balkaholics and Gerzak and Addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak, coming up on tonight's show. Do you start A.J. Green if he's active? How big of a role will J.J. Nelson have this week? And a special inclusive, exclusive interview with not only FFPC main event leader Brett Inclade, but our old friend GB Superfan number one live in studio as well. Shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you might have in there. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, you can do so at HSFF or at Eric Balkman at David Gerzak. You can uh, give us a call at 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAMEOVA. You can email the show at the inbox, highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, now is the time to get those into our mutual friend and producer, Rob, and our audio engineer, Bryce. We'll try to get to all those chat room questions. we got a couple of interviews tonight, so it'll be a jam-packed show. Too much show. We're going to get to as much as we can. As Dave, I welcome you into the show. It is a harrowing time for us to begin the show since our alma mater on ESPNU right now, playing for the Division Three National Championship in football, UW Oshkosh trails Mary Harden Baylor 10 to 7 with 42 seconds left. They have a fourth and 10 here from the Mary Harden Baylor 35. It's all going to come down to this, and we have to do this show. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah, I'll, I'll survive. It's been a great game uh, thus far. We'll, we'll have it on in the studio here and, uh, and talk about it. It's really, um, really unfortunate. I was looking up the average ACT scores of these two schools before the, before the show here. Not too good, Bulky. You know, the football game is a lot better than their academic. How many D three championships does Harvard have? Um, the correct answer is zero. How many Pulitzer prizes and Nobel prizes do they have? A lot more than uh, any of these schools. Twenty two. I think that's their average ACT score. For UW Oshkosh. Yeah, it's that's awful. The play of the game right I think here. Oh, and it's picked off. off. All right, that's it. All right. Well, good Fumble. season UW Oshkosh. <laughs> Mary Harden Baylor gets their first Division three Stag Bowl championship. Oshkosh will. Try to make it back next year. And at least these guys have a lot of – they can look forward to, you know, selling cars, uh, working as night shift managers. Right. Perhaps oh. being a future co-host of this show. 
running podcast. We'll just we'll just keep the 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 uh, the pipeline going from UW Oshkosh right to the high stakes fantasy football. That's level. right. Don't worry about it, guys. The future is bright. Right. There's always a microphone here for you. <laughs> Check out the high stakes lowdown this week. Rotoviz.com slash podcast. Joe Galea was our guest. Mr. Crab, of course, uh, longtime FFPC player. A lot of great stuff in there. Talked about how his uh, main event uh, championship round team, as well as his big payback team, suffered some injuries. But he is making do, getting further and deeper and closer to a couple of big paydays there. Talked to him about that. We talked uh, about a lot of stuff, not only uh, this late in the season. We kind of took an earlier look at draft strategy as well and and how it will pertain to 2017. So a lot of great stuff in there. Roto World, Roto Pass, and Rob, the three R's, all responsible for tonight's rundown. ESPN's Bob Holtzman says, Adrian Peterson, quote, looked ready to play. At practice this week, Adrian Peterson announced that he will be returning for the game against the Colts. This is uh, his first action in game uh, in a game since uh, week two of this season. He was sucking earlier this year. Only got in two practices. Uh, it, it sounds like he's going to be good to go for the game. However, it is an awful offensive line blocking for him. And he, in his limited action, Dave, that he had this season, really did pretty poorly. The question is, are can, they random drug testing during this time? Well, I, the other question oh, is, sorry. can you really expect anything from Adrian Peterson this week um, in, your line, in your starting lineup against the Colts? Well, if you were to start at Matt Asiata or McKinnon, I think you have to roll Peterson in there. He's obviously more talented. These other guys are just hacks. Uh, I, think, you know, I think he's good for some points. Ten. What would you do if you had um, Adrian Ish. Peterson or Bilal Powell? I would start if Forte is missing Powell for Powell's got like 25 point upside. He, he crushed it, it last week. Killed it last week. Yeah. He allowed me to move on in my stoned dynasty. League. Well, congratulations to you. And by the way, I should mention this at the top of the show. Congratulations in your Carrington victory over me last week. I uh, was really hurt that I ended up losing by like 20 points. And if Le'Veon Bell didn't have 50, <laughs> if he would have had, if he just would have had 30, I probably would have won by one. But what a weird, that was a weird game, man. It was a weird week overall. Yeah. And I, the number one and two running backs last week, Le'Veon Bell and Bilal Powell. Yeah. So very, very strange. Very, you know, it's, a, and it's an exciting way to kick off week 14 in the FFPC championship round because there was so much jostling around. Uh, among the top of the leaderboards, and we're going to have Brett Enclade uh, come on the show tonight, a guy that really hasn't been in the top 20 all season in the main event. He blows up this past week with a 200-point performance, uh, thanks in part to Le'Veon Bell. And I believe actually Bilal Powell as well. I could be wrong on that. That might have been Fred Beyer, who's leading the Football Guys Players Championship. Uh, but those, if you had those guys in your lineup, you were loving life uh, as we look forward to Week 15. So that's the Adrian Peterson news for me uh, personally. This is a good way, if you made it this far, this is a good way to kind of create some variance for yourself if you are trying to climb up those draft boards. Variance. Um, yeah, to, because not a lot of people who would have made it this far would have been making right, it based right. on Adrian Peterson. Uh, you would have to have a pretty bad second option for me to stick Peterson in there because I don't expect big things for him. I think he gets, honestly, Dave, in the neighborhood of like 40 to 50 yards and maybe a 50% chance at a touchdown. And, and to me, that's not that exciting of a play. Probably true. Let's, hey, let's pop off a few uh, who this is during this. Oh, all right. It, let's, yeah, let's do it. Do you have them or do you want me to read them? Yeah, they're in the chat. So we got, uh, we got um, two of these four non-PPR, Devontae Adams, Sammy Watkins, Demarius Thomas, Taylor Gabriel. Starting Demarius Thomas, and, and then it comes down to Adams or Watkins. I would probably go with Watkins and Thomas. That's what I put in the chat. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna, as you'll find out throughout the show, this will be my ongoing theme. 
I'm avoiding the Packers Bears game due to yeah, the cold. Yeah, the cold. There's yeah. actually a really good article in the Wall Street Journal today about that game and about how teams just score so poorly in super cold weather, and it's supposed to be very cold. The over/under is down to like 39 in that game. Hey, why don't you answer an FFPC question? Our good friend Aunt Jemima is AP officially activated. Do I need to move him off IR yet in Dynasty, Dave? Oh, uh, you have three days to move him off IR, so you do not have to move him off right. IR. By the way, Billy Joe 166 said Tyler Lockett killed it last night. I've been dogging on Lockett all yeah. season. So good job, Tyler Lockett. Knee finally I was healthy. Wrong, I was wrong. I was wrong last night. He he went, and I'll tell you what. Say what you will about the Rams' defense, but they are in the NFL. Yep. So Lockett. Well, I mean, they they played inspired because they got rid of Dummy. Right. They, no no more Jeff Fisher for Los Angeles. So Lockett looked really good last night. Maybe that knee has uh, cleared up. All right, a couple more. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, Cousins or Brady? You want to do that one? Yeah, let's do that one. We'll, we'll skip back. Okay. That, that's from our, our good buddy and, and good friend of the show, uh, Mint Montana. He wants to know, is he playing Kirk Cousins, who's Monday night at home against Carolina? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing Cousins over Brady. Tom Brady at Denver? I just don't feel like – I don't like road quarterbacks for one, so if I can play a home quarterback. I mean, Brady was great last week, 406 and three touchdowns, I think it was. But at Denver, I just – and, you know, it's a great matchup for Cousins. I, I'm, I'm willing to go matchup in this. Good game. matchup for LeGarrette Blunt in that game. And, and, and I, was listening, I was listening to another uh, – I think it was the ESPN – I think it was the ESPN – or maybe it was Football Guys. I can't remember. But Don't somebody their stupid somebody in the know said, you know, like a, a source with New England said, the whole idea for Bill Belichick when he goes out on the road, he just wants to get the win and get out of there. Like yeah. he doesn't want to mess around, run up the score, do anything like that. And that's, to me – that's LeGarrette Blount. That's not Tom Brady. And, and uh, Danny Amendola out for this week as well. No Rob Gronkowski, so it speaks to a running game there. And Kirk Cousins, the stars come out on Monday night, Dave. Yep. Cousins could blow up against the Carolina Panthers. Dak Prescott or Andy Dalton was the uh, other one that people uh, that Mint Montana is facing this week. Dak Prescott again on Sunday night football at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Andy Dalton uh, is, uh, where is Pittsburgh at home. Yeah. I'll take Dak. I mean, he's got the he's going to rush the ball a little bit, so you have a good high floor. The offensive line is a lot better. The matchup's better, actually. Tampa Bay's defense, while good, is not Pittsburgh's pass defense. Their overall defense is pretty solid. Yeah, and Dalton is at home, but again, a, a hobbled AJ Green, a rookie Tyler Boyd. Is Green going to play? We don't know. Um, we're going to we're going to talk about that in a little play. bit. And Dave, as you always say, the stars come out on Sunday Night Football. Use that again for Dak Prescott playing against the Buccaneers. So I am with you, Prescott over at Dalton. All right, let's get into some news. We'll come back to some of these if we can. Okay, let's move on and talk about Theo Riddick, who is listed as doubtful for Week 15 against the Giants. Zach Zenner is actually also listed as questionable. So with Riddick missing last week and expected to miss again this week, Dwayne Washington last week, they've 17 touches, over 60% of the snaps. If Zenner's out, are you playing Washington as a flex this week? Yeah, I would say so. And he'll probably be really popular on the DraftKings and FanDuel. I don't know what those websites are, but thank you. <laughs> uh, the, um, the, the thing is with uh, Washington, I don't know how many passes he's going to catch, but if Riddick is out, who else are they putting in that role? I don't know. There's, there's not a whole lot of people there. No Abdullah. He's not back yet. Detroit also an underdog in that game, like a three or four point underdog. It could come down to Matthew Stafford making some magic happen at the, at the end, passing, and uh, that could mean Washington catching a few more passes. Ebron, too. Eric Ebron as well. ESPN's Britt McHenry, noted parking garage attendant harasser, reports that the... Really? Since, oh, yeah. Did you ever see that video? No, last, tell me. Last tell year, me all two years it. ago? She was um, ticked off. Well, I don't know. She Brit, never... Britt's a girl. Oh, that's yeah. right. She was, that's the person who yeah. got all pissed off. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, That's funny. Very comical video. Um, <laughs> do you know who yeah. I am? Yeah. She kept calling her honey. Do you know who I am? Let me tell I you what's going to happen to you, honey. <laughs> she said honey? Yeah. She's honey so or she's, sweetie or something like that. So she's like a that. misogynist? Yes. She's a woman? She's a, she's a female she's a misogynist. How unfortunate. That is a team name. The female <laughs> misogynist. Anyway, Britt McHenry is reporting that the Bengals are going to put A.J. Green through a pregame workout to check to see if he will be available. He does play at 1 o'clock on Sunday, so you will know what's going on. Uh, they are not optimistic that A.J. Green will play. NFL Serious NFL radio medical analyst David Chow uh, said that only two players listed as doubtful have played this season. Steve Smith, no surprise. And Charles Suggs, honestly, no surprise. Uh, that was the Ravens in uh, Week 9 when both those guys came out and played listed as doubtful so i'm honestly you you kind of if i own aj green in in a in kentucky in my good my good team i'm actually rooting for him to be out so i don't even have to right. mess around with that now granted like my number three receiver is either going to be crowder or Diggs, so that's a, a good option yeah, to put in there. um but the thing is you don't want to mess around with this and i and, and i you know I've, I've read stuff on twitter this week people saying yeah if he's active you start him i don't know if you do and i don't know if i could I mean, I think because he's a superstar player, if he starts, I think I might have to play him. Even though he could be a decoy. He could be, you know. If, if and you were just talking about. But, I mean, if going back to, you know, if, if they say snap count. Most, right, 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 right. right. But, I mean, if you're looking at players like, you know, Diggs or Crowder, I mean, those are actually really good right. solid options. Yeah. Um, so then I would probably go the other direction. What about A.J. Green or Robbie Anderson? I'd go green. I don't like Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, see what he did last week? Yeah, I know, I know. I know he had a good game. Yeah. It still kind of sucks. By the way, uh, Britt McHenry. Yeah. You think she's Irish? <laughs> We're remember we talked about this? some McLean. Yeah, I remember this last week. Her tweet, the Irish in me can't wait for St. Patrick's Day. Okay, hold I on. I just hope no one's wearing anything resembling Notre Dame. I'm just going to say this right now. I think She's that, Irish. I, but I think that there's something like, a, like um, not, attractive isn't the right word. I think that there's something, quote unquote, for lack of a better word, cool about saying you're Irish. Because I think, you know what I mean? Like, you always rip on yourself by saying you're part Polish, okay? By the way, I got my 23andMe back. I'm only right. 10% Polish. Right. We, I think we discussed that on the show as well. Fine. All right, but I'm supposedly part Irish. My point is people don't brag about being Polish because there's no positive connotation with that. There is. That's my excuse. With being Irish. Yeah. So, whatever. I mean, I think a lot of people that have last names, and I'm trying not to slur Board here. Word association. MC whatever. I think that they like to say, like, oh, yeah. You know, like they're the type of people that go out on St. Patrick's Day like, oh, I'm Irish. Yeah, this is my day. You know what I mean? And so I would just post alcohol. That's like word association, Irish. Potato. <laughs> Those are the two things, right? Notre Dame. Drunk. Oh, drunk. Notre Dame. Shamrock. Potato. Blarney Stone. Lucky Charms. Green. <laughs> Snakes. Snakes. I don't know. Conor McGregor. Anyway. So my, my whole thing is I don't know if I could with A.J. Green. You're, you're saying you're more than likely to. Uh, according to the San Diego Union Tribune, both Ronnie Hillman and Kenneth Farrell will play against the Raiders. This is uh, beat writer Michael Gel- uh, Gelkin. Gelman, not the guy from Regis and Cassie Lee. <laughs> Gelman confirms that Kenneth, Sarah, uh, Kenneth Farrell will get the start. Ronnie Hillman will still be involved. Uh, Kenneth Farrell caught some passes last week, but he did cause the Philip Rivers strip sack. Don't forget about that. Ronnie Hillman might be the more trusted of the two. He does have the experience factor on his side over Farrell. However, Farrell has not only the youth factor going for him, but he also outsnapped Hillman last week. Dave, a lot of people made it this far because of Melvin Gordon. Now they don't have him this week. He's been ruled out. Would you be sticking Kenneth Farrell in 
as your second running back to try to get up to the top of the leaderboard in the FPC or the main event? Is he a guy that you can trust if you lost Gordon? I don't know if you can trust him, but he's the guy you're going to be playing if you have him. I mean, you just have to. He's the type of guy, too, that, you know, ring the bell every time I bring up Arlen Harris on the show. But remember, these running backs sometimes come out of nowhere and then just crush it at the end of the season, and they end up winning fantasy titles. Now, granted, Jamal Charles didn't come out of nowhere, but you know who did? Arlen Harris. You know who else did? Last year, <laughs> Tim Hightower. I mean, these, these guys, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cease the, the league-winning player, championship-winning player on talk on the show because, you know, we just don't know. And I know there's only two weeks left, uh, but Farrow certainly could be a guy uh, that really helps you this week. High ceiling, semi medium floor, I guess it would be, with the, with the expected volume. Can I read the first line of this next one, this next article? Yeah, go ahead. I'm um, a little nervous, but go ahead. Uh, consensus ADP, fourth-round pick Michael Floyd has been claimed off waivers by the Patriots. I think you have different copy than I do. Woo! I don't see that modifier on my, on my sheet. But yes, Michael, you know. the bust of the year, Floyd. Well, e- actually, I'm sure there's a lot worse. ESPN Mike, Mike Reese reports that uh, the Patriots have indeed claimed by Michael Floyd, who was cut after his uh, second DUI arrest this week. He uh, will we be... just roll tape about the DUI speech about taking Uber for people that are in the NFL. Right. Roll we, that clip. Okay, we, we, don't, we don't have the clip, but yes, you always bring that up. He'll be playing behind Malcolm Mitchell. He'll be playing behind Julian Edelman. And honestly, he will probably be um, out-targeted by Martellus Bennett. I think initially, with Amendola out this week, he's probably the number five receiving option in that offense. He's obviously not playable this week. No. You look at what this he's means for Dynasty. What is Okay, what would you do if you owned him in Dynasty right now? I think that this is well, a good landing spot. Him. This is a good landing spot for, for Michael Floyd. No, it's the best landing spot possible because they don't. Belichick doesn't care. Right. He has carte blanche to do literally whatever he wants. He can pick up anyone. He can grab Justin Blackman at 284 pounds right now and put him on the team. And be like, ah, we're gonna put him on the P90, P1, right. P whatever X. We don't yeah. care. Yeah. P, P lose 100 pounds X. What do you expect for Michael Floyd next year? Do you, I mean, I, I for me, nothing. I think he'll get suspended for four games. Probably. Get, so then why why get, roster get him drunk then? again and probably wash out of the league? All right, I got five on him not doing that. Next year. Exactly that. Do I have to, do you have to do exactly that? Yeah, that's what you just said. Saw, saw him doing. Four right, games. I'll, five game suspension doesn't count. I'll, I'll bet $5 that he's not on the Patriots active roster, or he's not on their roster slash suspended okay. next year for the opening game of the season. So he, if he gets suspended four games and they have him on the team, I think he gets you know cut what? before. You I know what? I get called out on this show all the time for Michael Floyd being my boy. <laughs> And, is and he your boy? I'm going to stand behind my boy. <laughs> I got five on Michael Floyd being on the Patriots opening <laughs> roster in 2017. I got five on it. I got five that he's just off wherever. That he's not. Getting high. I got five on it. Perfect. Okay. That's, that's going to do it that's for you. not news. a bad bet. You might actually have a good shot at that one. Because we'll see what happens. It doesn't take much for him to keep him around and then just be like, oh, suspended. We'll put him on the whatever list. This is actually um, – the last time I made a wager like this, it was with Trent Richardson, and I comically lost that one. It was it was a farce. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> hey, let's uh, take a quick break here, Dave. We're going to come back with Brett Enclade, the uh, FFPC main event leader. He's going to tell us no, about is Brett. Which which guy in the picture was Brett? He, there was two people. In the yeah, he's the he's the non kid in the picture. All right. So we're going to talk to the non kid. We don't want the kid. Right. We want exactly. the wise man. Right. 
And and we don't condone people under the age of 18 <laughs> playing the FFPC, as you will find on our website. I don't. I can't hold. In case anybody from are. the New York Gaming Commission is listening, <laughs> check not. that out. Go through with a fine tooth comb. We are all on the up and up. But if we're not in New York, any age is fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Just earmuff at New York. <laughs> anybody can play. High stakes fantasy football hour. Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak coming back right after this on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Week 15 is here. Uh, technically, it got underway last night, Thursday, and there's more Saturday. Remember to set those alarms. Saturday football. Eric Balkman, Dave oh, there Gerzak. Is? Yeah, there's uh, there's. Uh, I always Jet- forget about that Balkman. Jets and Dolphins. I'm rubbing my hands together. Saturday night. Um, there's no no day games. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, there will be on Sunday, but the right. college bowl season kicks off tomorrow, so there's going to be a lot of um, bowl action tomorrow. But here in Wisconsin, we're having a major snowstorm, 12 plus inches. So I have literally nothing to do. Which te- no. let's be let's be frank, that is not a major snowstorm in Wisconsin. We have a minor average snowstorm. Right. Yes. It's like a whatever storm. Only two thirds of the cars will be snowed in. <laughs> it's the snowstorms are rated as shovel, snowblow once, or snowblow twice, or snow snowblow three times. This is only a oncer. And then the one after that is move south. <laughs> let's bring in tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, began playing fantasy football more than two and a half decades ago, pouring over the Monday paper, calculating the week's scores with his colleagues at work. He jumped into the Football Guys Players Championship in 2014 and used his winnings over the last couple of years into his first stab at the main event. And what a stab it was. He says he could really use all the financial help he can get as his son is preparing to enter college. Well... He is two weeks away, David. Where's he going? From buying a nice $250,000 education as he holds the overall lead in the FFPC main event. Please welcome into the show Mr. Brett Enclade. Brett, welcome to the show, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Where's your son going to school, and what did he get on his ACT? Uh, He's a junior, so we're still trying to figure that out. He hasn't his – I got a year and a half to go. Okay, well, if he got a 22 – In the 22 neighborhood, he can get into Oshkosh – you can get into what's that other dumb school? Mary Harden Baylor. Yeah, whatever that's called in Texas. You can get in it. So if he got like whatever, if he just signed his name and did a couple things, he'll be fine going to those schools. And, and Brett, I'll tell you too. Listen, California. Who wants to hang out there in, in their you know college years? Come, I mean, they were, come to snowy Wisconsin, where the where the the you know, dunes will he, be thirty degrees, but they'll state. feel like forty. California is a phenomenal college system, don't they? Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's great. I'm trying to convince him to stay home, but he wants to leave the state, so um, I don't know why. Yeah, I, listen, everybody in Wisconsin's trying to get out there. So just <laughs> tell him, like, you, you go east, there's nothing but heartache, my friend. Brett, uh, we'll, we'll get into fantasy football in a little bit here, but uh, tell us uh, tell us what you do for a living. Um, I work for a, a SaaS startup out here in San Francisco. Um, I direct an information security team. He was in Frisco. Yeah. Would you have any uh, questions for, for, I know how you like to oh, grill our. What's the real, how, do, you, do you own or rent? Um, I'm a renter at the moment. Okay. So the rent, what are you, what are you paying? Like 4,600 you know, for you're a getting, 1,200 square foot You're getting awfully personal now at this point. <laughs> yeah, the rent's well, expensive well, in San Francisco. I, that's what I'm getting at. Is that correct? I'm, I'm old with kids. So I live up um, north of San Francisco where um, I can afford a house. Oh, that's smart. Um, yeah, that's, that yeah, that's good. <laughs> Listen, he's not paying forty six hundred at downtown. That's kind of genius. This is what no, it takes never, to never. lead the FFPC main event, Dave. This is how it works. Sorry, so we'll finally ask you some fantasy questions beyond my stupidity. 
Uh, congrats on leading. You were leading. It's amazing. Um, how many, how many, first of all, how many points did you score? I'm going to ask you that. How many points did you score? Balky may have said in the intro. I wasn't listening. Obviously, you had to love uh, what Le'Veon Bell did. Uh, and Brady and Eifert also crushed it. So who do you think the wild card is uh, on the roster that's going to have to blow up in the next few weeks to retain the lead? Well, yeah, I, I think having Le'Veon blow up was about the best person I could possibly have had in week one because – you know, majority of the people above me didn't have Levy on there. He was really lightly owned and gave me a, a big um, bump up the board, which was awesome. And, you know, when I look at my roster, I mean, we'll talk about it later, I think. But, um, you know, my wide receivers are, um, are, are not the strength. Let's just put it that way. So, you know, I, I think more than looking for somebody to blow up, I'm just looking for a good solid floor from who I stick in the wide receiver slots. Um, with my running back, quarterback, um, tight end, I think I'm going to have high enough, you know, floor there to maybe win this thing. And I just need to make sure that my wide receivers hold up their end of the bargain. So, but all, all said and done, what, you know, if Devonte Parker or Malcolm Mitchell, um, wanted to step up and give me a 25 or 35 point game, that would, um, that would be a big, big boost. Indeed it would. Indeed it would for sure. And, and I will say this too, like when you're, everybody's got to have holes on their team. And if you're counting on big weeks or you're hoping for big weeks from young upside receivers on, you know, fairly decent offenses, that's not a bad thing to, to, to count on. You're, you're so to Malcolm Mitchell though at Denver. That's going to be tough, but I mean, look, Very tough. But, the look, but, but, look what he's, but look what he's done last few weeks. Well, listen, I don't want to get into the receiver talk too much right now because we're going to get into that a little bit later uh, because Brett has kind of an interesting situation there. Uh, Brett, take, take me back to, uh, to, to draft day when you're drafting these teams. A lot of people like to draft guys who are going to get the focal point of, of, the, of the offense, even if it's not the most fantastic offense in the world, even if it's not a very good offense. As long as they're getting touches, as long as they're the reason that their team is moving the football, that's the type of players that they want on their team. Now, there's other people, another school of thought, is they want to get uh, Packers receivers. They want to get Saints receivers. They want to get, you know, Patriots tight ends or, what, you know, or, or Broncos receivers. Even if these guys aren't, aren't you know, the, the, the main portion of the offense, they just want a piece of these high-powered offenses. How do you fall into – drafting those types of players do you find yourselves gravi- or find yourself gravitating more towards the the player maybe on the lesser offense with a lot more touches or the players on the elite offense that don't see the ball as much oh um well i think you know it comes down to me um pretty much any any time i can pick up a, a running back and catches passes out of the backfield um, it's a no-brainer for me. And, you know, usually those guys are the big role players on their teams. And if you look at the th- my three big guys, um, Bell and Johnson and McCoy, they all fit um, the bill, right? And, you know, and, you know, you could, you could say that Johnson and Bell are also on high-powered offenses, even though the Cardinals sort of fell off a bit this year. But, you know, coming into the draft, they were expected to be, you know, somewhat high-flying. So, you know, it's sort of, you know, if more than anything, it comes down to role for me. You know, if I, I don't care how many points the team scores. If my guy's scoring, <laughs> I'm good. So last year you finished 42nd overall in the uh, 
Football Guys Players Championship, which is a really, a, you know, inside the one percentile. Yeah, congrats on that. First percentile. That is, that? I'll tell you what, Dave. The one? I, yeah, the one. <laughs> I will not be sneezing at that because it is nothing to sneeze at. Did you, uh, did you gain any or glean any information uh, or experience from seeing your team finish so high on the leaderboard? Or did it just depress you when you realized how many teams could surpass you now in the main event? <laughs> well, 2015 in the um, Football Guys Championship was um, pretty disappointing for me because even though I came in 42nd, going into week eight, I had two teams in the top 40. I had um, the number three team and I had the number 39 team. And I was feeling really, really good. Um, and then week eight happened, and, you know, Levy and Bell, Steve Smith, um, Tina and Allen all went down and crushed <laughs> crushed my hopes all in one week. Oh, so um, even though sucks. 42nd was good and it, and it helped pay for my entry fees this year, um, it, it, I, I'm still kicking myself wondering what could have happened had, um, you know, I held on to some of those guys. Well, I, I had, think you're I seeing what could have Actually, I have a question about Keenan Allen for you. So after having Keenan Allen last year and he broke your heart, did you draft him in any leagues this year and then have him break your heart again? Or did you just – because a lot of times people are like, you know, they, they love the guy, but then they're like, you know what, I'm off him because he screwed me last year. Uh, I, I wasn't off him, but I wasn't going to take him in the first round. He went in the first round in most of the drafts I was in. So um, he was he was a mid-second guy for me, and so he never fell and. Um, he just wasn't, he wasn't on my list. He was just, he was, he was, he was rated too high coming in. The funny thing is Alan was again, spectacular until he got hurt. Well, Graham, I mean, it was a yeah. spectacular quarter and a half or whatever it was, but yeah. <laughs> right, yeah right, he was right. looking, you know, for like season and everything. Six for 60 in the, in that yeah. first game. And, and just, like, this is the best. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. My good friend, you guys interviewed him last year. Um, Roger Matthews, um, you guys interviewed when he was in first last year and he picked him exactly. in the first. So, I've been I've been hearing about it. I've been hearing um, about Keenan Allen this year. I wonder are, are, uh, are the Chargers actually moved to LA? Uh, that any, is, any word out of the California circuit on that? Um, nope. Raiders going to Vegas. That's all I hear. Oh, that'll be so great! Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders. It, I mean, Leroy would be there could, for Sunday games. You could not have a more perfect relationship oh, between city for, and first sure. and team and fan base. <laughs> like it, it's just it makes so much uh, so much sense uh, for sure. Um, we're talking with uh, the FFPC main event uh, leader uh, Brett Enclade, uh, who is uh, in first place right now for the two hundred fifty thousand dollars grand prize, which will be awarded after week sixteen. We touched on this earlier, Brett. But let's talk about your receivers because um, you know your running backs are so strong, your tight ends are so strong. Uh, they've, re- they've really carried your team this far, and uh, your receivers are. I-, I wouldn't say that you necessarily have any elite guys, but you've been able to cobble. Uh, some decent playmakers together here to uh, to get you all the way up to first. Um, you know, the let the receivers that you have on this team: Jeremy Macklin, Alan Hearns, Devontae Parker, Tajay Sharp, Steve Smith, Seth Roberts, Jared Aberderis. Those is, that's what you started with when you drafted. They all underperformed this year by and large. I mean, obviously some of these guys aren't even on your your squad anymore. Um, you look at those receivers. Uh, kind of underwhelming. Has it just been the fact that your top three picks have been so dominant, those running backs that you drafted, that you've really just 
rode the wave of those guys staying healthy to get you to the top? Or what do you think else has, has really contributed to, to this team this year? Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, my wide receivers haven't given me much. I mean, I've gotten, you know, most weeks I've been able to um, cobble together enough points out of there to give me a decent floor um, from the position. But but then we've had weeks like um, week nine when half my team was on bye and then Macklin and Hearns put up double goose eggs for me. So um, that week alone almost knocked me out of even championship, qualifying for the championship round. I had to fight, you know, the – at the end, um, the last week of the season, to go from fifth place into second place just to get in. So you know it. You know even with all the studs that I have on my team and you know several MVP candidates this year, um, those um, wide receivers almost almost took me down. And I, I think with Steve Smith back, it, it really helps because it gives me a good, you know, five fifty guy. You know that I can count on for you know at least hitting his ten points every week, which which is really, you know, all I really need from one of my wideouts. And if I could just get a little bump from the other guy, and hopefully this week, um, you know, you mentioned Mitchell going against Denver. So I'm not looking for him this week, but um, if I can get one of the other guys that I haven't quite decided on yet to give me 15 to 20 um, in the other slot, that'd be great. And then plug in Mitchell next week against the Jets and get the same thing. And um, you guys can send me a check. (laughs) We will. Yeah, that's that's that, I believe that's how it works. That's Alex's department, but yeah. we do send the checks out. We, we can, uh, we can, we we're the wheel greasers. I would say. We By can, the way, we can make it go faster. The comments he said about moving from fifth to second in the last week of the season. Oh God, here we go. Just shows you how great the FIPC format is, Balky. Yeah. It is. I mean, unbelievable. Okay, I, from from a again a totally biased standpoint, I will say it is pretty cool that you can head into the final week of your regular season in the middle of the pack and then <laughs> move up to the two seed. Um, that gets you into the championship round automatically. That is very cool. You won't see that in any other national contest. I, well, and the other thing that run I, by okay, <laughs> the other thing that I'm not going to let you get into that. But the other thing that it it kind of shows you is how elite the talent level um it, it is at this level. I mean, these are these are all guys that really knew know what they're doing. And oh, stop kissing. The fact guys. that Brett made it up there to to second place just speaks to like it shows you everybody else. Everybody else in the league sucks. Well, not that they don't know how to start the right guys. Okay, they're all dumb. They, that is not true. <laughs> but Brett made the the right calls to get him into the championship round. So congrats to you, man, on on that, uh, especially with uh, with those receivers. Uh, the rest of your team is quite studly, Dave. So Brett, what's going on with Drew Brees and the Saints offense? I just want to, you know, Brandon Cooks. I've loved this guy since I don't know since I saw him play on YouTube videos, and he's been terrible lately. Can you make the case to bench all of them this weekend at Arizona? Oh, that's that's. It's tough to bench Breeze if you have him, even. But you know, throughout throughout his career in New Orleans, but, you know, Breeze on the road has always been iffy. You know, he'll have a big game, but it's more of a fifty-fifty shot for me. Um, and to, to be honest, over over the course of like the last pretty much through Breeze's career with the Saints, I've I've pretty much steered clear of anybody um, outside of Breeze or maybe um, Jimmy Graham when he was there. Because I, I just I just can't count on the consistency, you know, um, from those guys down there. And, and you know, there's they put up some big scores, and you know, I love it that they get drafted high, but I don't want them on my team. It's too too inconsistent, too up and down. Um, and you know, I feel the same way this year. Even though even though I like Michael Thomas, I'm I'm watching him a little bit, so I might change my tune 
going forward um, because he he seems to maybe um, be breaking out of that mold a little bit, even though he's hurt right now. But for the most part, I, you know, I'm a little shocked that the Saints didn't do better against the Lions at home. I can understand the Bucks, you know, in Tampa Bay, I think that was. But um, two games in a row, I, I bet the you know, Breeze will do okay this weekend. Not the greatest, but I bet it's going to take them to get back in the um, Superdome before they um, start clicking again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anybody in, um, any of the wide receivers in this week. My hypothesis always is that Drew Brees is too good of a quarterback and that he actually just will throw at anyone who's open. And I, it just seems like that's just the way it is. It's like, oh, it's Fleener, it's Cooks, whoever, some sucky guy. That's is, like the is, third there, or fourth guy. is there a possibility that Drew Brees is having a lover's quarrel with every single one of his pass catchers <laughs> th- this year? I mean, we've, we've touched on the whole – Jimmy Graham thing. He had an affair with Graham. That's why they've sent him out of, out of and, town. And that's, that's known. Okay. A lot of the fake news sites I check out <laughs> have that on there. All right. Well, fair enough. Hey, let me ask you guys this. Dave, I'll ask you first. Uh, I'll, I'll ask the realistic one because I think people could be facing this. Who would you rather play this week? Would you rather play Drew Brees or would you rather play Kirk Cousins at home against uh, the Panthers on Monday night? Cousins. Cousins for sure. What about you, Brett? Definitely Cousins. Just so crazy. Fantasy football, man. Cousins. Play Cousins over Breeze. We're going to give you, you know a one-year deal because we think you might suck. And you know what? I agree. <laughs> we're going to get to a break here real quick. But uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to the FFPC main event leader, Brett Enclade, some more. We're going to talk a little bit about who's planning on starting a receiver for this main event team this week. You are listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. $250,000 will be at stake uh, will be awarded after week 16. We are two weeks away from that. It's insane how the season has flown by. And as we are two weeks away, it means that somebody is leading the whole thing. Awesome and we music. have him on the show tonight, Brett Enclade, from the uh, FFPC main event, the overall leader. Go ahead, Dave. Go I always ahead. interrupt you. No, it's fine. What were you going to say? We're only eight, eight months away from Kentucky. Because <laughs> we're eight months away from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. I'm very excited. We, we I, have all I, our, I calculated it today. We have all our team names loaded up, oh, ready to go. Them. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good ones. Before we get to that, let's uh, actually figure out who's winning cash this year in the FFPC. Brett, we talked about uh, the, the three dominant running backs you, you have on your team and, and how they've been carrying you so far. You've been... You know, by and large, with the exception of week nine, when, when you get the uh, the combined zero from Jeremy Macklin and Alan Hearns, by and large, you've been starting uh, the, the right receivers every single week. So as you look at your team this week, you have Malcolm Mitchell, Steve Smith, Jeremy Macklin, Devontae Parker, Cam Meredith, uh, a lot of other guys. What are you doing with receiver this week to fill those two spots amongst those guys? Um, that's a good question. I, I mean, I could use all the help I can get there. Um, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely, I, well, listen, don't, I'm don't have us gumming up the works when you've nailed it so far. <laughs> like you don't, you don't want us poisoning your, your, uh, decision-making. Yeah. Well, well, like I said, Smith, Smith is my guy. I mean, I love the guy. I love his tenacity. I love the fact that he went and lit into his team and Joe Flacco this week. Um, I'm, I'm sort of hoping for, you know, one of those seven for, you know, 120 games for him and with a, with a touchdown or two. So I'm hoping he, he gets his team riled up and, and, and gets, gets me a, at least a good floor, if not, you know, a, a little bit more than that. Um, it's the second spot that, you know, I'm still, I'm still kicking around. Um, I'd love, I'd love to put Mitchell in because Mitchell, um, ever since Gronk's gone down, I've, I've had my eye on Mitchell since the beginning going, what's going to happen when Brady gets back. And I, I was watching and, um, 
the moment Gronk went down, it, it seemed to me that Mitchell became the new red zone target for Tom Brady. And the things he's said about the guy and the balls he's thrown in, um, in the red zone makes him um, someone I really want in my lineup. And I just don't feel that I can go there this weekend again in Denver. So I'm, I'm sort of looking at Parker and Meredith and, um, you know, Parker sort of helped me out last year. And, you know, I, I think he's got some upside. I'm not sure, you know, how he's feeling, right? Cause he's a little bit um, susceptible to, you know, issues or performance issues when he's not feeling his best, apparently is what it seems like to me. So I'm a little bit worried there. Um, I like Meredith as well. He, he, he did well last week. He would have been the right start for me. I, I had him on my bench. Um, primarily because, you know, I have Jordan Howard. And the Bears offense, I, I just didn't see a main event champion um, with two Bears playing in the, in the offense. So I put him on the bench, and with Jeffrey coming back, it's, it's hard to get him back in there as well. So I think when it all comes down to it, it's going to be Meredith or Parker. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure that probably out about 9.50 on um, Sunday morning, I think. Or I guess oh Parker well, plays um, on Saturday, so I got to I got to decide sooner. But um, right, exactly, it might be fun yeah. to watch Parker play on Saturday night. Yeah. You know, I'm just looking at at some of these matchups here and and the totals on these games, and none of them are really like that high high scoring. Uh, you know, where you'd want to oh just plug me in the guy with that could be the shootout. You have Jeremy Macklin at home against uh, you know a somewhat struggling Titans pass defense. That total right now is at 41. Uh, and then you look at, um, you know, Malcolm Mitchell going up to, against those dynamite Denver uh, uh, corners. It's only 43 and a half uh, right there for him. Uh, the, the Packers game, uh, the Packers Bears game with Cam Meredith, that's actually 39. It's been a while since I've seen a total that's under 40, but 39. Yeah, 39 uh, for Meredith. And again, as you brought up, Brett, this is Alshon Jeffrey's first game back as well. So we'll have to see um, how, how that plays out. And then, uh, of course, you, you know, you bring up Devontae Parker. Uh, he is at the New York Jets. That's a 37 and a half total uh, on tomorrow night. So it's it's not. But again, you know, you said this before. You don't need any of these guys to blow up. You just need some steady action on here. And Parker might be the guy. I mean, he might be my pick, uh, even though that's the lowest total. I, I think that that uh, he'd be the guy I would probably roll with. And Steve Smith for sure, obviously. The icon. The icon. You got to start the icon. That's how I how I fall on it. Dave, you have a, an opinion on this? I know you don't like Meredith this week. I don't. What was the other choice? You have, you have Devontae Parker uh, against the Jets. You have Malcolm Mitchell against the Broncos. You have Jeremy Macklin against Tennessee. Those those would be the three other options that uh, that you could go with here. And and again, not, none of them are going to um, you know give you like a thirty five. They're not going to Le'Veon Bell anybody over this week. Uh, any of these guys. But um, if you're just looking for solid production and letting your studs do the heavy lifting, who are you going with here? Devontae Parker only had three, three, three targets last week, two for 14, and Moore is quarterback. So that, right. that's a real problem for me. And, so, and, and the total 37, that's the lowest total. Meredith. That was against um, Patrick Peterson as well in Arizona. So I, I factored that into the equation there a bit. Um, I'm, and and I'm he, cons- he was recovering from his back. So. Right. I might have to look at Meredith, actually. Right after you say you're not hey, going to, you know, when the other options aren't, you know, listen, aren't, aren't so exciting. I'll tell you something about that Packers Bears game. It's going over. I'm not playing Jordy Nelson. I'm not playing Devonte Adams. I don't want Jordan Howard, but this Cam Meredith guy. He had eight targets last week. Well, again, Touchdown. Alshon Jeffrey's coming back. And, Fine. and the mean? other thing too is we don't know who Matt Barkley. Like we don't know if he's going to connect with with Alshon Jeffrey right away too. That's the other thing that. 
that um, that you have to be concerned with. So I'm still saying and I'm, you, I'm, I'm punching my ticket for Parker. I say you have to go do you, with do you Cam, play Meredith? not Newton. Parker over do you Meredith. Play Meredith and Jordan Howard in the same lineup, though. That's the thing. Do you pay, do you play those two guys, Howard and Meredith, when you're playing for the big money and you're say, in the same lineup? That's that's what I'm struggling with. Yeah, that's a good point. Who is the other third option behind Meredith? Well, Macklin against Tennessee yeah. would would be an option. Hmm. Probably not. I haven't seen and anything Brett is, all Brett season. Brett is, Brett is not still coming back. Still Tyreek Hill doing He's some good things in Kansas City. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, would you play Meredith and Howard, Dave? You seem very reluctant to. I, I, well, for the, you know, it's a good point. For the money, yeah. I, don't th- I just don't think I can play. I don't know. I say, well, I'll let you know. I'm going to lay off because it's his decision for all that money. Play Howard, play Parker, and don't ask Ron Meyer how good my uh, selection is. <laughs> Meyer always goes against us. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. All right. So there you go. So, well, good luck. Uh, good luck on that decision. Uh, we'll, you'll, like I said, you'll have to make it on Saturday night because Devontae Parker plays. You know, I'm, I, I should be asking this next question, Dave, because my boy is involved. <laughs> but you can go ahead and, uh, and, and ask about uh, J.J. Nelson. Oops. I almost hit the microphone there, and I did, actually. Not surprisingly, no uh, alcoholic Michael Floyd this week for Arizona against a bad pass defense in the Saints, former fourth-round ADP. If you need to catch up on the overall leaderboard this week, J.J. Nelson, do you think he's a sneaky, low-floor, high-ceiling option? Well, exactly. Low-floor is right, and um, but we do know he can blow up. Um, I picked him up in... Um, one of my FFPC leagues after he had his big two touchdown game when he was supposedly going to be the new number two in Arizona. Um, never really happened. Um, but who knows? He, I think he had two touchdowns last weekend and um, without Floyd in there, there's, you know, there's no, not as much competition for the ball. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to consider him in some of my other leagues that I really need to do something drastic to make the jump. But if I had him, um, you know, I'd, I'd play him over Parker. Let's put it that way this week if I had him. But um, I don't have him in that league. So I, I think you guys are right on it. He's a low floor guy, but his ceiling is, is significant. So I, I would really consider that if you're looking to really um, boost yourself up the leaderboard. Let's get to a couple of emails here that uh, we have for Brett. The first one is from Jim in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he writes, how quick can Todd Gurley turn things around next year with a new coach? Is he a guy you would look at in round two or three? Gurley, uh, thank you for the email, Jim. Gurley, a guy who went in the first round basically of every FFPC draft this year, usually mid-first round. Uh, He's going to slip next year based upon his production in 2016 but a new coach brings new hope maybe a new offensive system maybe somebody uh, that knows how to get the most out of Todd Gurley is he a guy that can actually rebound right away next year and have a solid uh, RB1 type season what what do you think uh, about Gurley in 2017 Brett well as a long-suffering Rams fan I I pray for Gurley I pray that he is is a um, first round talent next year that goes in the second or third. Um, and I, I'm just not sure I, that, that offensive line and that offense has been so dismal for so long and it doesn't seem to have mattered who they plug in there as a coach. Um, I don't know. I mean, put John Gruden in there and maybe, maybe I'll get excited, but um, the, the ownership down there has to do something to um, prove to me that they know what the hell they're doing. 
Well, wasn't wasn't uh, letting Jeff Fisher go? Uh, wasn't that a step in the right direction? That to to know that they they do have some lucid people in that front office. I don't think they had any choice at that point. It was with, with with the media um, hammering them as hard as they were, um, especially following the release of his contract extension. I, I, I did. I think they had to save face, and who knows what would have happened if um, the media wasn't breathing down their neck. I don't know. Um, it's been disappointing. You know, after the after the Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner years, it it seems like we've fallen back into the abyss, us long-suffering Rams fans. So um, I got my fingers crossed. I hope for Gurley. I hope for Jared Goff, and I hope for whoever they um, put in there as the next head coach. I hope they turn it around. Yeah, I would think that uh, the head coaching interview is uh, a question that will be asked amongst uh, all these candidates is, how do you plan uh, to get Todd Gurley back to an elite running back in the NFL? So, uh, I'm crossing my fingers, too, as a girly dynasty owner. Let's go to uh, Harry in Sunnyvale, Texas. Looking forward to 2017. Where do you think Vance McDonald gets drafted in the FFPC after all the cash San Francisco just gave him? We actually uh, talked about this on the show last week a little bit after the McDon- after we broke the McDonald extension news on the show, Dave. Um, but, yeah, Vance McDonald getting a ton of cash. This is a tight end premium format in the FFPC. How does he figure into uh, FFPC drafts next year. Brett, is he a candidate to be overdrafted, or do you think what, that – What was his injury again? Uh, yeah, what was – was it a knee thing that, that he went down with? I know he's on IR right now. Or is that a shoulder? I, I honestly can't remember. I'm looking it up. Okay, you look it up. And, uh, Brett, your, your thoughts on Vance McDonald next year uh, as a, a guy that uh, could, be, could be or could not be a difference maker. Shoulder. Shoulder in the, uh, in the FFPC. Difference maker, not bench depth, maybe. So, you know, round 15 or up, maybe, maybe. Um, I, I tend, <laughs> you know, I go for upside at that level. So um, I don't, I don't think there's the upside there. I haven't seen it yet. So, or at least the consistency, you know, San Francisco gets a decent quarterback, get someone in there that you can trust uh, to throw the ball. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe there's upside there that I haven't seen yet, but to me, he's, he's been sort of hit or miss. All right, so this is my favorite question. This is a week-to-week one, but this one's important because it's week 15, it's the playoffs. You'd argue it's the second most important week of the year, Dave. It's the second most important week of the year. Nice. So please give us an early-round stud that people should seriously consider benching this week. Can't say Todd Gurley. He already has sucked. As well as a player that not many people will start this weekend, like Lockett, that you think will have a good performance. Okay, well, you know, I think there's a, there's a host of first-rounders that probably have been mentioned so far, the Marshalls, Hopkins, Lamar Millers. Um, I'll, I'll go out on a limb a little bit more and um, say possibly T.Y. Hilton is someone, you know, you're probably not going to sit unless you have some really good um, bench options. But um, here, Dante Moncrief's possibly not going to play. And, you know, Hilton seems to have not practiced today or yesterday. And the Vikings D is, um, is you know, I think they have an ability to shut him down. So we'll see. It's a little risky pick, but, um, you know, people are going to put him in the lineup. So you you got to put him in. But um, I'd, I'd consider, you know, other options if, if you had them. And the – and then, what was the other? Yeah, the sleeper, the sleeper, sleeper start. Right. Oh, the sleeper. Okay. Um, um, definitely not Adrian Peterson. Um, I, 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 I'm thinking. You know, I. You guys never asked me about Tom Brady, so 
um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the Denver and New England game and what's going to happen there because I've got the Brady and Mitchell exposure to New England and um, Denver just scares me. So I'm trying to figure out how Denver's, you know, how New England's really going to score on Denver. And I'm thinking um, Deion Lewis might be the guy this week. So um, Tom Brady's going to throw the ball. He's probably not going to throw that much to his um, wide receivers. Um, but he may be throwing a lot of balls to the, his, his back coming out of the backfield. So I'm thinking maybe for 80 and a touchdown and maybe 30, 40 yards on the ground for Deion Lewis this week. Um, I think that'd be some, some big upside that could help somebody out. Deion Lewis, baby. Yeah, there you go. FFPC players, take note. This is what the uh, main event leader is saying this week. Take a second look at T.Y. Hilton. Make sure you don't have a better option on your bench. And if you're looking for somebody to plug in as that uh, second flex, or even first flex, look at Deion Lewis this week. Could be a big week for him against Denver. Brett, listen, this was quite a treat having you on. I want to congratulate you on your success thus far in the FFPC main event. Really, your, your success, you know, coming up uh, from the Football Guys Players Championship, winning some cash there the last couple of years, and using that uh, to uh, to join the main event this year, and now leading the whole thing with only two weeks to go. That is certainly exciting. It's been an exciting couple of weeks for you with this team, and I wish you nothing but the best going forward. Good luck to you, and uh, we'll, hopefully the ball bounces your way the rest of the way, man. Hey, you guys. Thanks for having me on, and hopefully you want to talk to me again in a few weeks. We can't. We cannot wait. Balky is rooting for no one but you. Yep, awesome. that's true. And uh, <laughs> listen, I we got to get your son on and tell him don't leave California. Don't go to Whitewater or Oshkosh. Yeah, I got listen. The ladies Baylor. Yeah, the, the, everything. All the good. Co- well, I, I guess you can leave California. Just don't come to Wisconsin. If he's sick of the weather, just leave California. That's fine. <laughs> yes. All right, Brett. Thanks so much, man. Have a great night. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Brett Enclade, the uh, FFPC main event leader. Great stuff from him. Very exciting. Can't believe that, too. The first year in the main event, and with two weeks to go, he's leading it. Yeah. Isn't great. that crazy? Anyone can do it. I was just going to say. This I, is we your, can't say that in this advertising. Is, this is your setup for to talk about how great the FFPC is. It sucks. I mean, anyone can do it. Yeah. It's the worst. Anyone, meaning all the sharks <laughs> that, that just win this contest every year. Back to that Wall Street Journal, there was an article today about the two aforementioned FanDuel DraftKings, and how business has been really bad this year because so many people realize that, that only the top 1% are winning money on it. Yeah. I should really check out these. That's not the case with us. These websites. Yeah, I've we, not heard of them. I can't play on them because. Oh, well, then who cares? There's a licensed game operator, right, although yeah. I guess we're not licensed yet. So Forget we'll, it. So, I, all right, I'm I, done. I close all my accounts. Let's help people who are playing in season long in Dynasty. Of course, Dynasty Fantasy Football Day, the best version of Fantasy Football. It really is. It is said on this show many a time. Awesome. We're going to take our uh, final break, come back with uh, Fantasy Feedback and GB Superfan number one. He's entered the studio. He's coming up right after this. Uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour rolls on on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, helping you with all your start-sit lineup decisions for week 15 of the NFL season. Of course, two weeks to go in the FFPC Championship round, the Football Guys Players Championship round as well. Uh, Very exciting stuff. We're going to do our best to help you out right now. 
a question for Eric, Dave, or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at HSFF Hour on Twitter. Email the show at HighStakeFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Hashtag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's HighStakeFantasyFootball at gmail.com or at HSFF Hour on Twitter. Let's get to the first email here tonight, Dave. Uh, actually, this is not even an email. It's a text from my buddy Aaron, who I've talked about on this show before, Aaron in Madison, Wisconsin. He has... Um, Tarquin? No, you don't, you don't know this guy. Right. Actually, this guy used to be... A, I think I've said this. He used to be a reporter for me when I was sports editor. At oh. the aforementioned advanced Titan, UW Oshkosh's own campus paper. Uh, anyway, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Cooks, Pierre Garçon, Dontrell Edmond. Struggling with these guys this week. He has to start two and bench two. Who's again? Inman? So it is Travis Kelsey against Tennessee. Yes, must start. Brandon Cooks against... Um, nope. Who is it? Arizona, Arizona, right? Yeah. Right. Pierre Garçon against Carolina. Nope. And, geez, you know, we're running out of options here. Inman. And Dontrell Inman is the last Kelsey one. and Inman. Easy. That was easy. Really? See, I said Kelsey and Cooks. Cooks is playing against Peterson at Arizona, so we, Peterson's recovering. Cooks sucks. Cooks can't do anything. He, you know what Cooks is good at? Every once in a while getting an interference penalty and then getting overthrown. Let me ask you something. I'm put you in the shoes of the Arizona defensive coordinator. Michael Thomas is off the injury report this week. Who's been the more successful receiver this season? Yeah, but well, hey, 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 yes or no question. Thomas has been. I guess it's not a yes or no so, question. So do you think Peterson's going to cover the 6'4"? We don't know. Marcus Colston clone? Maybe. Or the speed burner that's going to run all the deep routes? What are they going to try to take away the big play? Maybe Michael Thomas is the guy going to be making the, the big play. The reason Cooks has been doing well is because they've been covering him a lot. They've been you know, double covering him. The reason Thomas has been doing well yeah, is Cooks because... Yeah, Cooks hasn't been doing well and Thomas has been doing well. Okay, so you think, you think that... Um, I don't really know. Who knows? Okay. It's all a bunch of smack but so, But to me, it, it was... Like you have to start Kelsey. Kelsey's so we, like, we both agreed on Kelsey. He's had like 12, maybe 20, 100 straight, 100-yard games in a row. I don't know, whatever it's been. Maybe right. three. Yeah. And then I think Inman, I mean, Inman's like a top 20 receiver. He's been doing, he's averaging like 16 points a game in the last three, four games. Yeah, he has been looking very good uh, for and sure. And Oakland, Oakland, San Diego... What do you think the score is going to be in that? Right, I'm just checking. You know, to 30? read my name or read my mind right now. I'm checking the the total on that one because that's got to be 49. Got to be a high scoring one. It is 49. Raiders go. are two and a half point road favorites. Uh, 49. I can guess that. Either. So there you go. 40, Jan Kowski is a good start this week. Kicker. So like the Cooks game is probably what 43, 44, something like that. I don't know where it is, but it's yeah, it's not nearly as Excuse me, it's not nearly as high between the uh, the Cardinals and the Saints, even though it's the Saints. Actually, it's 50. Oh, it's 50. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right, so I guess you got to pick them that well. And, and oh, Arizona, three-point favorite in that game, too, as well. So that, Actually, maybe it changes a little bit. All right, well, I have a $5 bill on my boy Brandon Cook. Fine, I'll take Inman over Cooks. So Inman over Cook, straight up, week 15, FFPC points. Yeah, I got five on it. I got five on it. I got five on it. Okay, this parlays into my own personal question. Would you start Allen Robinson over either Inman or Cooks? Allen Robinson is uh, oh, at Houston, and he's been god-awful. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not starting him over Cooks. Um, I Oh, gosh. Who do they play? Houston? Where is that game? Is that in Jacksonville? At Houston. At Houston. God. Answer Mima says no. Yeah, I think. So Inman and Cooks? 
Yeah, can't even believe I'm saying it. All right, that's fine. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. We get the, we get the interviews. Okay, on. yeah, we we have uh, one, one interview coming up later on. Uh, let's get to Joe in Bayard, New Mexico. Hey guys, how nervous would you be about starting Alshon Jeffrey in his first week back? Can you give me a stat line prediction? Thanks, Joe in Bayard, New Mexico. So the thing is with Alshon Jeffrey. Thanks for the email, by the way. Uh, thing is with uh, Alshon Jeffrey, he he qualifies for my whole start your receivers against the Packers. Um, philosophy that I've, I've had for like the last 10 years. What he does not qualify for is uh, start, start a bear or Packer in week 15 because it's zero degrees. It's zero degrees. The total on, on that game, did we check that? Was that the 39? 39, yeah. So it's not a tie total. We don't know what Matt Barkley is going to be doing on offense as far as who he likes, who he's targeting. The Bears do have a lot of injured players, so he's not going to have a lot of options to throw to. Alshon Jeffrey obviously has already exhibited the ability to make big plays in traffic no matter who's throwing the ball to him. Let's face it, Jay Cutler's not a Hall of Famer. So <laughs> you have Matt Barkley, potentially a lateral option. He's not a lateral option. He's, he's much worse. Okay, well, he's been playing very well the last few weeks. He's still worse. Okay, well. Otherwise, Cutler wouldn't have been the starter. Your, your take on Alshon Jeffrey this week, a uh, projected yeah, staff for 55 and maybe like a 30% chance for a touchdown. See, I was going to say five for 70, and I would still uh, put him above 50% for a touchdown this week, like mm-hmm. like 60% probably. But again, you know how I feel about receivers starting at the Packers. Start up. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Yeah, well. So that's, I guess that's. I, I, think, the, I think the passing game would be, in, would be relatively ineffective with a good quarterback, and now you have this guy. And the weather. Because of the weather, right. um, I, I think lots, that if, if you're making this kind of decision this late in the year, I don't think Alshon Jeffrey is worth it's similar to the Adrian Peterson thing. I don't think he's worth the risk to put in there his first week back with a new quarterback against the Packers who are in a must win situation in in um, in these weather conditions. That, the thing is, there's a significant chance that the game will end and Barkley will have like 11 for 26 and 120 yards or, no touch. or 70 yards, whatever. You know, like, <laughs> in a game like this, it can happen. And right. you, at halftime, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? They uh, can't complete a pass. That's a good this point. Is, nothing's going on. The yeah. score is six to nothing. And you're just yeah. like so pissed off at yourself because it's like brutally cold. Everyone's dying. Barkley's already lost two fingers yeah, to frostbite. I mean, They're laying on the field. This stuff happens all the time. Yeah. And then there's like games going on that are like 75 degrees and the total is 50. And you're like, why did I start the guy in a zero degree game? Yeah. Don't do it if you can avoid it. Don't Were you it. referring to the Chargers Raiders game? Yeah, exactly. Over okay. 50. Yeah. Even the Arizona 75 game. degrees. Yeah, Arizona and New Orleans. Yeah, that's another good one. I mean, it's going to be beautiful. Dave and Balky, I can play only one of these guys Bilal Powell or Matt Forte. That's Jared in Fort Lauderdale, Isn't Florida. Is Forte missing? Is that official yet? I didn't think it was official. Well, the last I read was that he's going to try to play through a partially torn meniscus, which is always a good decision. In a meaningless game as a veteran player. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, we don't need to... thinking is not Forte. We, good one. We don't need to answer this question if Forte is out, because you're obviously playing Powell. Powell crushed it last week after Forte left the game. What's your opinion? I'm, I'm going to still start Powell, even if Forte plays. See, now, that's interesting that you would say that, because almost... Always, invariably, you're always saying, who's starting? Who's the starter? And that's who I'm going to start. In this game, I'm going with Paul regardless. Even, even if Forte is in there to start yeah. the game. Even, even if, if they say he's starting. Okay. When, sometimes they say that. When, remember, that you ever have those games where they say, oh, this guy's starting. And then, like, the first play, the other guy's in there, and then he plays almost the whole game. Yeah. And you're so all pissed off, yeah. and you get the good two. Yeah. That's very that frustrating. Could be the, this could that be could four, be this game. A Forte two game. Yeah. 
let's move on here. This is Don't a fu- risk your playoff life on a Forte 2. Right. Excellent point, and I totally agree. This will be our final email before we get to our second interview tonight with uh, GB Superfan number one. I have my – oh, this is – you know who this is from? Freaks of the Industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from uh, the Blake Carrington Dynasty League. Did you play me? Andy writes it. No, this is uh, – this is not a. This is a different league that he's asking about. I don't think he's. He didn't make the playoffs in that league. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have my first playoff game this week. Do I start an injured Aaron Rodgers over my backup? He writes David Carr. It's actually Derek Carr. I'm leaning Rodgers since Carr is nicked up too. It's a six-point passing touchdown league, so I really don't want to screw this up. Rodgers. Okay, now hold on. Now the whole diatribe you just went on. Yep. Rodgers in the cold with a total of 39. Derek Carr in the 75 degrees with a total of 50. Carr. For, he's got the banged up finger, too, remember? Like he, he's oh, that's not, right. He's so you know? Oh, that's right. So, I, I, you know, I really wasn't thinking of that. Amari before. Cooper, Michael Crabtree, by the way, both questionable, which I think they're both going to play, but the fact that they're even listed on the injury report. Crabtree, three limited practices this week. I think I'm still start. I think I'm still honestly going to start Carr. K-I-S-S. My ass. Keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. I said Rodgers. I don't care. I like seriously these these Packers quarterbacks in the cold. I don't know if it like. I'll it, go five bucks on Carr. Carr versus Rodgers. Sure, why not? All right. So FFPC points week fifteen. Yeah, but I'll take Derek. Derek four fingers Carr. I got Aaron one leg Rodgers. <laughs> one beard Rodgers. Yeah, it's interesting. I found out he you know he hurt his calf. In the on the third play of the Seattle game, mm-hmm. and it was in the opposite leg of his of his hamstring. Mm-hmm. So he's like really, oh man, yeah, really battered. Do you think Rogers has become more of a gamer just because of the fact that Farr was such a gamer? Like that he feels like I'm sure, like I'm he sure, has I'm to sure that, that didn't. I, I'm sure that didn't hurt it. I don't know how much Rogers cares about chasing Farr's ghost either. He seems like he's sort of his own man. But I mean, in that, but that's kind of like the silent thing that you know, like because Farr was such an Iron Man that he has to almost follow in those footsteps. Maybe not about all the other stuff, but about the Ironman part of it. Well, I think the other thing, too, is, you know, Rodgers has already missed games at, like, broken collarbone. Yeah, those it, are serious. You can't but not So, miss. I mean, I think that there's all, part of the mystique is already gone. Yeah, but, I mean, those are like, true injuries. I mean, if Favre broke his collarbone, he probably would have missed the half I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Shoot me up. Could have, could have broken both <laughs> collarbones and just cyborged his way out there. He would have been like... Get get Anthony Hopkins working on me. You know, I, who I should, you know who I should ask about this is this GB super fan you were talking about. Yeah, you should. But we have uh, there's. I'm sorry, I, I should have told you this before. There's actually he has a second question, and I think it's going to be a quick one. I also have Tyree Kill. Don't think I'll start him over Hilton or Beckham Jr., but he's tempting considering <laughs> Hilton faces Minnesota. So Tyree Kill against Tennessee or T.Y. Hilton against the Vikings. T.Y. Hilton, by the way, is also dinged up. If Hilton's going to start and play his normal snaps, I got to start. Totally agree. All right. Now, because of the low budget of this show, I can actually not participate in this interview uh, because we we have a very limited space here, only two sets of headphones. So I'm going to bow out, uh, sit next to Rob in the producer's booth, kick back and do nothing like he normally does. And we're going to bring on our good friend, longtime listener of the show, GB Superfan number one. So here, he's walking over here right now. Okay. So I will be right back. Holy cow, nice outfit. Yeah. Wow. Talk, talking to this one right here? Yes, okay. right here. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. How did you find it's It's been snowing. Did you oh, find, God, find you know, I, place okay? I, I told my wife before I left, the, I, I said, this is a mistake. <laughs> I should not be doing this tonight. It's crazy. It's going to be snowing. I'm going to get snowed in. But, you know, guy, I love you guys. I, I think your show is it's 
so great. I listen to it every week. I, I, I think it's great. So I said, you know, it's worth it. I'll sleep in a truck. I don't care, you know, just, just to make it out there uh, to, you, you know, your, your studio you got here. Uh, it's just a hell of a studio. I'll tell you that, too. So really good to be here. Uh, excited to talk some Packers. You know, speaking of Packers, they are really doing well. I mean, do you think that they, well, <laughs> I have a feeling I might know what your answer is. Do you think they have a shot at the playoffs? You would have asked me that. <laughs> Three weeks ago, I would have said they ain't got no shot, no gosh darn shot at doing anything this year. And I tell you, you know, you guys, you just talking about uh, about uh, Rogers and, and boy, that guy. You know, I was ready to throw him in the fire. You know, it, in in uh, in uh, November, I was, you know, I'm sitting there cussing the, the wife's yelling at me and, and saying, you know, you, you gotta calm down. I said I can't calm down. I'm watching this garbage on the screen, but. Last three weeks, man, anybody who said that that guy, uh, you know, he ain't, he ain't no Hall of Famer, he ain't no MVP, well, he's showing you. He's showing you right now on the field, and he's carrying that team. That's, you know, you guys talk about his leg being so hurt. It's, it's his back that should be killing him because he's got the whole team on it. I mean, just he's got, but the last three weeks, ain't nobody doing anything on that team unless Aaron Rodgers is doing it with him, and, and he's been carrying that team. And I, I, I think they run the table. I think they get to the playoffs. This is, well, what a time. What a time to be a Packers fan. Isn't it? It sure is. Um, what do you think of Eddie Lacy? Do you think he's coming back next season? I mean, he's on IR right now. That guy. He's a little chubby. You know, I, I, I say he's a little fat. I, I, you know, I don't know if you know. You can probably tell by my, my, you know, my, my belly here. I, I like the beer. And then, you know, I like brats and, and everything like that. And I'll tell cheese you. Too. I, oh, yeah, the cheese goes. i tell you what. I'm in better shape than that son of a bitch. That that guy, I don't know what he does in the off season, but or even in season, you know that guy. You know, I, I saw the pictures on the uh, on the uh, the Twitter that they had of uh, the uh, you know him, him losing all this weight, and I said, oh great, you know that that guy really he, he lost some gosh darn weight. He you know maybe this is his year that he comes in and 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 plays really well and. And then, you know, the season starts and, oh, God, he's got the ankle and the knee and the leg and the shoulder and all this stuff. And, and I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, he, he looks like he should be playing guard, not, not running the ball. You know, he should be blocking. He should have been blocking for Starks. He should have been blocking for, for uh, 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 Montgomery back there. You know, I don't know what, what he's doing, but, but, yeah, he, oh, Christ. You know, Thompson, he ain't going to bring him back. Tell you that right now, he ain't gonna bring him back. He's gonna be—I don't even know—he's gonna be in the league next year. But he won't—he won't be in a no Packer uniform. I'll tell you what, Aaron Rodgers won't let him be in a Packers uniform next year. All right, so uh, Packer all-time quarterbacks, Rodgers or Favre? But you got me between a rock and a hard place <laughs> on this one, you know. But uh, God, you know, I, I got so many good memories of uh, of, uh, of of Favre, you know, and everything he did and. Of course, Rodgers, you know, won the Super Bowl for him. And he's a quarterback right now, and, and it's tough to, you know, really go go against the guy who's leading you, you know, now. I mean, he's in charge of, he's in charge of the Army now, you know, and uh, uh, it, it, it's tough. But, uh, you know, I, I'd say, I'd say Rodgers uh, is my guy. But, you know, he, he asked me this back in 96 when I was uh, a young lad, you know, sitting out at the bar at the tavern, you know, watching Favre. I throw the ball all over the field. I probably say that uh, you know it was far back then. So uh, I don't know. I, I guess I I would say Rogers, but uh, I go I go back and forth on that one. Okay, so this one 
Very good. Thank you. That, this is a little bit of a, I don't know, off the record question, I guess. I hear you go. Ice- you ain't going to get me into trouble with the wife now. Oh, I hear you go ice fishing every now and again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ice fisherman. Do you actually go ice fishing or you just go to the strip bars in the bars? I, I don't. I, listen, I, I ain't got time for the strip bars. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, we, we go up uh, every year. Uh, Where do you go? Oh, almost to the border, but a, but a UP up there. And uh, there's a lot of good ice fishing up there. You get some, some walleye and, and uh, you know, every, every so often we get a northern. Uh, but it, it's good ice fishing. And, and you know, you, anybody who says that they're out on the ice, you know, for, for all, all gosh darn day, they ain't telling you the truth. You know, <laughs> I, anywhere you ice fish, you know, anywhere uh, north of Shano in uh, in Wisconsin, yeah, you, you, there's a there's a bar within walking distance, and by walking distance, I mean like 25, 30 feet. You know, <laughs> so yeah, you gotta go in there and warm up uh, every so often, and uh, you know, it's really good when you get when you limit out earlier in the day, and then you can just sit in there and uh, you know you listen to Johnny Cash on a jukebox all day. Hey, I tell you what. Hey, that's a pretty that's a pretty good ice fishing trip when you when you when you limit out you get the fish and and then you can sit and and shoot uh, blackberry brandy with the fellas you know in the bar afterwards. Hey, do you know uh, Greg Ambrosius from the NFC at all? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, not not uh, drawing a blank. Not familiar with that name. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, that. just thought you might know. Yep. No, I don't. I don't know him. Oh, very good. Um. Okay. I'm just wondering if I have any other questions for you. Do you think? Jordy Nelson is a Hall of Famer. We're about wrapping this up here. Yeah, Jordy Nelson, uh, again, you ask me about any player on the Packers right now, it's tough for me to wait at their role and for me to say anything bad about them. So I, I would say at, at, a, you know, at a minimum, I would say Nelson, first ballot, Hall of Famer, and uh, probably greatest receiver of all time. Uh, and I mean, maybe Donald Driver would be a little bit better than him, but uh you know, Nelson's right up there. What top two between him and I mean, flip a coin, right? Between those those two guys, I mean, they God, they give me so many great times. Very good. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank, thanks a lot. And sorry to uh, uh, Balky for uh, for taking his uh, for taking his headphones here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him back. I'm gonna get out of here. I, I'm I'm gonna go check out in, in the truck. Make sure I can dig out. And yeah. and I'll and I'll see you fellas later. What kind of truck do you have, by the way, before you leave? Oh, it's a Chevy. Right. You don't want no Ford. Oh, no, it's Ford. You know what Ford stands for? What? Found on road dead. <laughs> yeah, you won't catch me driving a Ford. You fellas take care. I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks a lot. Wow, he was great. That was really nice that he came in. And, uh, Good wow. stuff. Thanks, man. We'll see ya. Um, Yeah, boy, how have we waited this long to have not have him on the show? Like, we finally bring him on now. Well, he finally drove down. Maybe this will be the good luck charm the Packers need as they try to cement. They're going to need some luck. Yeah. And maybe... And, uh, now that... You know, you're here. I think that we have to realistically talk about how tough it's going to be. Maybe uh, this will be the good luck charm for uh, for everybody who listened to the show tonight. Uh, everybody who uh, needs big points from uh, their Packers players this week to move up the FFPC main event and Football Guys Players Championship leaderboard. Only two weeks left, ladies and gentlemen. I want to uh, thank, of course, GB Super Fan Number One for dropping by. I want to thank uh, Brett Enclay, the FFPC main event overall leader, for joining the show tonight. I want to thank Bryce. I want to thank uh, Rob, of course, our mutual friend and producer. Rob, you're the best. And uh, wish you, we'll see you guys next week. Bob Riley on the High Stakes Lowdown on Thursday. And get the lineups in tomorrow. Saturday Night Football, Dolphins, Jets. Don't get caught with your pants down 
with uh, those players on your bench or in your lineup that you didn't want to start them. So, and remember to play on the playoff challenge, myfmpc.com. Enjoy week 15. Good luck. Your weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by myffpc.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. I gotta go, cause I got me a drop top, and if I hit the switch, I can make the ass drop. Had to stop at a red light, looking in my mirror, not a jacker in sight. Pretty amazing that I've, you know, I know there's a lot of people that ice fish, but I've never run into GB Superfan number one up there before. Might have to go actually go with him this he year. He probably doesn't go fishing too much. I bet he spends more time with Hey, him man, I've been trying to limit out early on, and it just never works out. out. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. Of course, that guy does. But You know, thanks for the invites all the time so that you guys go. You've never invited me once. Going up early tomorrow morning? No, you're not. Pack your boots. Are you? No. <laughs>